welcome to the Raise Your Energy podcast. My name is Linda Lange and I'm your host and energy expert. Today we're going to discover the emotions of stress. Why? When you understand which emotions harm your mental and your physical health, because you're constantly living in stress and survival, you can actually do something about it. Sounds good? Okay, let's get started. When I think about the time and about myself before I accepted that I was burned out and that I had to change something, I remember that my life was full of stress. I constantly lived in a state of survival and my fight and flight nervous system being activated literally all the time. I would find reasons to be frustrated and annoyed all the time. I could get upset easily by anything small or big all day long. And I was stuck in these thought spirals in my head all the time about situations that either happened in the past or worrying about the future. I can see now what kind of life I was living, a life full of stress, always flooding my body with chemicals that kept the stress levels high. And you know what? I never really realized it. It was my norm. It was my normal I thought that's how you live as an adult, as somebody who wants to do a good job and have a thriving career, as an intelligent woman that wants to show the world what she can achieve. I thought that this is a way you have to live your life in order to achieve everything you want to achieve. Because that was a way of seeing the world for most of my life. Why would I think that there was anything wrong with it? right? Sure, I wasn't having a lot of moments where I was truly happy, especially in the last few months before I pulled the ripcord. I knew on some level that I was not healthy as I was not really spending time looking after myself. I was distracting myself from looking closer by spending my free time watching lots of TV, eating lots of comfort food and having far too much alcohol to drink. And still, I just did not see another option. My mind was not able to come up with another way of living, another version of my life until I actually faced the hard truth and stopped myself. In this episode, I want to talk more about living a life full of stress and how it's linked to certain emotions as well. When I look back and observe my old self, it wasn't the stress in my life that was painful. It was not the avoidance or the unhealthy ways of living that were painful. No, what was painful were the emotions that I kept feeling while living in constant stress. And my dominant emotion when I was living this whole time under stress were frustration, guilt, shame, unworthiness, hopelessness, worry and sadness. And let me be clear, you will not have the same set of emotions 
We are all unique, even in times of stress. But we will get back to that later on. So let's first think about that connection between emotions and stress. Are emotions the only stressor that we have in our lives? No, there are other stressors, but we are much more evolved these days to deal with them than the emotional stressors. So we have physical stress, that's injuries through accidents like a broken bone, a dislodged shoulder or a strained muscle. To a degree, humankind can deal with most of these today. Then we have chemical stress that includes bacteria, viruses and toxins in our air, in our food, in our water, hangovers from too much alcohol, colds or the flu. And we know already a lot in these areas, but then of course the last couple of years showed us that Ah, well, a virus can spread again and knock us out of our balance, right? And then we get to the emotional stress. Examples that create emotional stress are family tragedies, the loss of a loved one, financial problems, or the loss of a job or just being unsatisfied with your job. Emotional stress is created as well by traffic jams, bad internet connections or flight delays. So we might be clearer now what causes emotional stress, but I want to talk to you about the actual emotions behind it. What are the emotions of stress? You know, all emotions are chemicals in our body and depending on the situation, depending on the combination of chemicals and in which area in our body they appear, they create different emotions inside of us. Emotions are generally not bad or good. They are not really positive or negative, but we do quite often classify them as that, which is absolutely fine. But in general, it's a chemical process in the body that creates a certain emotion as a result when we have an experience. Your body does not know the difference between a good emotion and a bad emotion. It doesn't see it like that. It's just an emotion for the body that gives it a signal. In a way, most emotions can actually be kind of harmful or useful. It's all relative. But repeating and holding on to certain emotions over a long period of time can become a danger to our health. And that's very clear. If you listened to or watched last week's episode, we talked about the two branches of the autonomic nervous system. And we discussed our overuse of the sympathetic nervous system. That's the one branch that is called as well the fight and flight nervous system. And it gets switched on when we are in stress. So we know now what kind of stresses turns it on, either the physical, the chemical or the emotional stresses. But another way of defining if you are actually living in stress, so recognizing it, is to look at the current emotional state you're in. If you know which emotions are likely to make you be in stress, in that survival, you know that you're overusing one part of the nervous system and that this is harmful over time. It means you are out of balance and your nervous system is unbalanced. 
So let's then move on and look at the total range of emotions so you know exactly how to assess the balance of your nervous system. Emotions that are not related at all to the fight and flight nervous systems are love, freedom, compassion, gratitude, kindness, peace, bliss, harmony and happiness. All of these emotions are associated with the other branch of the nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, that is responsible for restoration and recovery. When we feel these emotions, we are in a balanced state. We are in a healthy state of being. In this state of being, we are creative. We can learn and we can even push ourselves out of our comfort zone. We have enough energy to do that. We feel safe and we will feel aligned with the flow of our life. And this is a state we want to have more of in our lives. (laughs) I think you agree with me on this one. So then let's look at emotions that are useful at certain moments in time, in certain situations, but they still trigger the fight and flight nervous system. We have their remorse, we have concern, some kind of sadness, disappointment, slight worry, pain and selfishness. These are emotions that are good messages to us to look closer of what is going on outside of us or inside of us. For example, it's completely understandable to feel sad for a while if you lost someone in your life. Everybody would agree that this is a typical and completely justified emotion to have. The same with disappointment if you didn't get the job that you just interviewed for. But the important point is that these emotions still trigger the stress response inside of your body. It still triggers that part of the nervous systems that helps you to fight, hide or run. Which means as long as you're feeling these emotions, even if they are warranted, you are not in a state of recovery or restoration, but you are in a state of stress. Do you see that this can be harmful if we keep living in these same emotional states for a long period of time? We think we are doing the right thing to keep these emotions alive because we have a really valid and good reason for them. But we are not aware that we are actually weakening our mental and physical health with keeping these emotions alive. And then we have the emotions that are just purely harmful and always strongly trigger the flight and fight nervous system. These are shame, anxiety, hate, depression, fear, suffering, hopelessness, powerlessness, Frustration, competition, envy, jealousy, judgment, regret, rage, disgust and unworthiness. When you feel any of these emotions, you can be sure that you are living in stress. And the stronger the emotion, the harder it is to stop it while you're in it and to get out of that stress cycle. When we are under high levels of stress and feel strong emotions like the ones that I just described to you, it is really hard to disrupt that cycle of thinking and feeling that is actually keeping this emotional state going. We are 
even looking for more excuses and justifications and other people's approvals in our life to keep these emotions going. Let me give you an example of how that looks like in an organization. Let's say you have a person that is really angry at the company's leadership team. And this could be because, let's say, their best friend at work lost their job about a year ago due to some restructuring. That friend actually already got a long time ago a new job and they're actually much happier where they work now. But that doesn't mean that the person is not still holding a grudge that this happened to them. They actually still carry around that hate and that anger towards the company's bosses. So what do they do next to support their emotional state? to keep having these angry thoughts that go along with these emotions, they will actually try to find other people that feel similarly. Maybe another person that feels angry at the company, at their boss or even their co-workers. But once these two find each other, they will form an alliance. They are both in that same emotional state of anger and by talking to each other about that anger and the reasons why they feel angry, they suddenly feel heard. They feel listened to. They will feel that the other person understands them and that creates a bond between these two. And that makes them feel good about themselves because they have a found a like-minded person in their workplace. They feel supported in their anger and that they have really good reasons to keep feeling that anger. Do you see how that can easily happen? Yeah, right. And these two won't actually ever talk to other people that are happy working at that company or even happy with their bosses. No, they would never do that because their emotional states are completely misaligned and they just won't click. They are just not on the same level. But can you see the danger in this and how this can grow inside of an organization, maybe even between a group of friends or even in a family? If people don't understand that they are kind of stuck in a loop of living in stress and keeping these emotions from their past alive, they will never be able to step out of it. They will keep harming themselves, but after a while, even the people in their lives. They might even have an impact on the team they are working in and ultimately, of course, an impact on the company and the company's health and profit. Do you see now how important it is for people to know this? For us to create awareness around these emotions of stress? Now that you know, you can create awareness around your emotions of stress. Look out for situations in your life where these emotions get triggered. And when you become aware of it, when you catch yourself, you can change your perspective. You can change the thoughts that go along with these emotions. And you can change the situations you are currently in for you to be able to stop these emotions from flooding your system and keeping you stuck. So if I have opened your eyes with today's episode to a whole new world, 
And maybe you even see the potential of changing your life and even yourself through all of this knowledge and the tools that go along with it, then check out the Change Your Mind Create New Results program. This is exactly what you will learn in depth and receive all the right tools for you to implement this into your life successfully. Just imagine how much more time you could spend feeling emotions that you actually want to feel and less of the ones that you no longer want to feel. And if my example of the organization that I just shared with you has triggered something for your company, then reach out to me because this program has actually been created to be delivered inside of organizations and helped so many teams, so many departments and whole companies to change their culture, to create better employee engagement and to change the future's perspective of that company over the last 10 years. So thank you so much for listening to or watching today's episode. Managing your emotional state is a huge part of emotional intelligence. And if you can become a master of your emotional state, honestly, the sky is the limit. I promise you that. And with that, I love you and leave you. Talk soon and bye-bye.